You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Hoosier fans? It is Monday, August 30th. Most importantly, it is finally game week, and this is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for all the Indiana University news. We are finally here, guys. We are five days away from the Hoosiers taking the field once more. I am your host, as always, Jacob Rude, to get you through this week, to give you guys as much information as we can get for this upcoming Iowa game. We have a a fun week planned with some guests. And lots of information, lots of expertise previewing this upcoming game. We'll jump all into it today, starting with a general preview of Iowa, a little bit of a preview of uh, some focus points for Indiana, and then we're going to recap at the very end the IU men's soccer game that I hope you guys turned into. As I said, we're here five days a week, free on all podcast platforms, talking about your Indiana Hoosiers, but if you're a college football fan, We've got you covered here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Tune in to your favorite Power 5 conference show on Thursday, September 26th and Friday, September 27th. Search Locked On ACC, Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC. We have you guys covered. They're all on the Odyssey app wherever you get podcasts. Before we jump into this preview today, as always, subscribe to Locked On Hoosiers if you haven't already. We appreciate the support. We're finally here through the preseason through fall camp, we're ready to start talking football games. You can follow us at LO underscore Hoosiers. Follow us on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. And now Iowa. We spent a long time getting to this point. We're here. Let's talk about the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, first, offensively, we'll start. No explosive plays. That's going to be a big thing throughout the year, obviously. It's something I use defense has excelled in under Tom Allen. Now, we joked on the Schedule Breakdown podcast, which you can listen to. It was last Monday with Ben Rafel that Kirk Ferentz always just tries to race to 21 points and then hold you there, and it's similar to a game of blackjack. Not entirely true looking at their scoring per game numbers, but it's really close to about 31 points, which is a decent offense. I mean, it was 31.8 last year. Uh, they were at 31.2 in 2018, 30.9. They've never been lower than 24.9, dating back to 2015. So it's an offense that's going to put up some numbers, but it'll they they lacked explosive plays last year. So that's going to be a big thing for the Hoosiers to ensure doesn't happen this year. And as we said, this is a defense that doesn't typically give up explosive plays under Tom Allen. It's been one of their biggest strengths, along with takeaways, is limiting those big plays, which will be a big focus Uh, On the road in the home opener, there's going to be a lot of energy in that crowd. So making sure that they don't get burned for a big play will be a big key for this team. So they lost some weapons, which we'll talk about here in a minute. um, That should make this, at least early on, a team that won't have a ton of explosiveness offensively. It's an area they struggled a bit last year as well. So... This will be a big test for the defensive line. This new look defensive line that we have a ton of transfers in on. It's kind of reshaped this line. Iowa 
another thing they're always known for is just big lines, both offensively and defensively. So this is going to be a good test for them early on to figure out just how good this team is up front. It didn't hurt the Hoosiers last year overall defensively, but you can always it's always it would always be nice to have that type of production uh, up front defensively for this team. Looking at some key players for the Hawkeyes, Tyler Goodson is almost certainly going to be at the top of the scouting report this week for the Hoosiers. Uh, he last season, obviously eight games. 762 rushing yards, 152 receiving yards, 914 yards from scrimmage in those eight games. Um, he has He's a good receiving back. He has 318 yards on 39 carries. Um, this is a guy, I mean, you're talking over 100 all-purpose yards a game, almost a touchdown per game, and he returns this season as one of the uh Well, certainly I would say one of the best players on Iowa, maybe one of the top uh, running backs in the Big Ten this season. The other name that is certainly going to be mentioned a lot is Spencer Petras, the quarterback. Last season threw for 1,569 yards, nine touchdowns, and five interceptions. Uh, Only 57.1% completion percentage, which is something to keep an eye on. When we say that they didn't have a ton of explosive plays, um, he, Petrus has, he, he lacked the accuracy on the deep ball, which is something that IU fans are a little familiar with. Penix was there at, at one point, but he lacked the accuracy on some of those deep balls to connect for those explosive plays where Iowa was really dangerous last season was in the red zone. They were one of the best teams, not just in the big 10, but in uh, college football. They were actually they were the number one team in the red zone in the Big Ten, one of the best in college football. So if IU lets them get into the red zone based on last season, that is bad news. Certainly want to avoid that at all costs, which is just a general rule of thumb with uh, with offenses. And then out wide, Iowa lost its top two receivers from last year. Uh, the leading returning pass catcher is going to be tight in Sam Laporta. Another thing Iowa is known for is kind of producing those tight ends. So he will be a name to watch as well. He'll be probably a bit of a safety blanket for Petrus early in the year. Defensively, another stout Iowa defense. There's a reason we kind of joke that they just need to get to 21 points because typically they have a really strong defense to back them up. They return eight of their top 11 tacklers from last season. Now, there are some key pieces missing. What they have returning is Seth Benson, a linebacker, who was second on the team in tackles last season. Also, they have Zach Van Valkenburg on the defensive line. He's a defensive end who had 8.5 tackles for loss and 5.5 sacks. We talked about the IU defensive line needing to replace some pieces. The Iowa defensive line will need to as well. While they have Van Valkenburg, It'll be a line that is replacing some key pieces. So this is a good chance for IU's offensive line to make a statement early in the season. We know they struggled, especially in the run game last year. It would be great if they can take advantage of an Iowa defensive line that is still going to be figuring things out. If they can do that, it would be a huge relief. It would be a release valve for the pressure on Penix and the wide receivers if they can just get the ball running early on. In the secondary, 
You have an all Big Ten safety in Jack Corner, who will certainly be flying around the field. Uh, he had three interceptions last year, two other passes defended. He's going to be a guy to watch defensively. Um, obviously, all eyes are going to be on Penix. We talked about him throwing a more catchable ball, being more accurate. He's going to have to be with that level of talent out in the secondary for Iowa. We'll talk about the Hoosiers and some focus points for them, some more. We talked a little bit, but we'll talk some more focus points for them uh, here in just a moment in segment two. There's some things that are just kind of embarrassing to talk about, and sweating's one of them. I mean, there's nothing more embarrassing than being out at a bar or a club and having those embarrassing sweat rings under your arms. I've been there. I'm a habitual sweater myself. That's why I have a great product for you guys to talk about. It's called Sweat Block. It's an antiperspirant wipe that's doctor-created, doctor-recommended. I have used it myself. I was as hesitant as anybody. It's a wipe that is good for seven days which on the surface hard to believe but i promise you i tried it put it on uh sunday night all you do is you put it on before bed let it air out and dry next morning you get up shower go about your day this will last the entire week i promise you guys Uh, it sounds too good to be true i promise it isn't they even have a dry shirt guarantee so if it doesn't keep you dry you'll get your money back It's been featured on shows, Rachel Ray. It's been on Amazon for 10 years. Um, This is a real product with real results. So if it's something that interests you guys, you can get it today, 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON. Uh, 20% off, sweatblock.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Also, as I mentioned, available at Amazon or CVS as well. So let's talk about the Hoosiers and some of the things that they will need to focus on. First one, we'll start on the offensive end. Kind of simple, outscore them. Now we talked about the Hawkeyes not having a history of explosive plays. We talked about their efficiency in the red zone. Ideally, you don't want to make this a shootout, but the Hoosiers were a strong team last season. Uh, They had some shootout wins. Obviously, they had the shootout loss against Ohio State. Um, that Penn State game, it went to overtime, 37 against Rutgers, 38 against Michigan. There's only one game where they didn't score, one regular season game where they didn't score at least 27 points. Uh, they had a couple duds late in the season against Wisconsin and Ole Miss offensively. Not shockingly, that came without Penix at quarterback. So with Penix in there, this is an explosive offense that should be able to put points up. So if you get into a shootout, not the worst thing in the world. I would like I use odds in that. Um, it's a more explosive passing game IU has. And this is an Iowa team that's replacing some pieces in the secondary. We talked about the all Big Ten uh, safety that they have in Jack Corner. That is one of their main weapons defensively, but they're replacing some pieces back there as well. So the Hoosiers could take advantage of that. They have a lot more familiarity in the passing game with Fry Fogle with Miles Marshall, Peyton Hendershot, uh, alongside Penix. Can the running game get on track? We talked about the offensive line in the first segment. It does so much for an offense to have a running game on track. It's been a area where the Hoosiers have really struggled in recent years. Uh, the really last two seasons, IU has not had a run game. Last season, it was kind of mitigated by the 
a short passing game with Wap Fillier that almost served as a, a rush at times to keep the defense honest and keep them short. He's not there now. Maybe uh, DJ Matthews, maybe someone like that steps in to fill that hole, but losing Stevie Scott hurts, and he made a lot happen for an offense that struggled to run the ball a lot um, last season. So they can get the running game on track. Huge bonus for this team. One of the biggest things I will be watching how quickly will it take Mike Penix to shake off the rust? He will have not played a football game in quite some time by the time he suits up on Saturday. His last game came on November 28th, so we're looking just over 10 months uh, since he last played, or excuse me, nine months since he last played a football game. He says he's going to be healthy. He says he anticipates starting. I don't doubt that. Uh, it's a lot different taking live reps on the road at Iowa versus in practice during fall camp. Uh, I don't doubt that he has the ability to win these games and make these plays, but I will be a little concerned how quickly he can do that. The other thing to note, we've spent this whole preseason talking about this. How much will the expectations weigh on this team? This is unlike any season pretty much any IU fan has ever seen unless you're unless you were around which you might have been in the late 60s you probably have not seen an IU football team have this many expectations it'll be interesting to see if that weighs on them if they come out score right away boom they're on the board they uh, silence the crowd a bit I think they'll be off and running but if they really struggle early on and they're not getting points on the board how much will those expectations start to, to feel like weights on the shoulders of this team? That'll be a big thing to watch. Defensively, honestly, I have very few concerns. This is a unit that is returning almost everything from last year, aside from Jamar and Jerome Johnson. They're adding Marcelino Ball, who has been stellar during his IU career. Uh, that defensive line we talked about has some new pieces on it. That will be one of the biggest things I am looking at, whether Ryan uh, Ryder, Anderson, excuse me, Jaron Handy, guys like that can step up as transfers for IU. Um, it's going to be interesting seeing IU secondary versus an inexperienced receiving core. As we mentioned, they lost some of their top wide receivers last year. So this is a veteran IU secondary that features All-American uh, Taiwan Mullen will be interesting to see who he's matched up on. He said he is open to playing all around the field, put him on the best wide receiver, and he will go coming into the season at least. It's not certain who Iowa's best wide receiver is. Uh, they did not have a pr particularly dynamic uh, passing game last season. Nobody had more than 345 yards, so... It'll be interesting to see how this IU secondary matches up against an Iowa passing offense that wasn't great in terms of big plays or anything of that note. Um, we obviously know that secondary can get involved in the backfield and the run game, how they mix that up. Containing, we mentioned Sam Laporta will be a big thing. Uh, IU's ability to keep him in check. Honestly, he is going to be Probably the biggest receiving target coming into the game. We'll see how the game plays out. But seeing how IU contains him will be a big note. And then takeaways. If you read 
It's always interesting to read previews about Indiana football. I read one before this show, and they always note the takeaway discrepancy because IU is always heavily, uh, they always get a lot of takeaways. It's just something about Tom Allen's defense that the Hoosiers get takeaways, whether it's fumbles, whether it's interceptions, whatever it is, they almost always have a positive turnover uh, differential, I guess. But those previews always say, well, will the Hoosiers come back down to earth, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it hasn't been the case for most of Tom Allen's tenure. It's just kind of something this team does. So will that secondary be able to uh, force interceptions? Will the front seven be able to force fumbles or be able to contain the aforementioned Tyler Goodson out of the backfield? Will they be able to take advantage create some turnovers, create some extra possessions for the Hoosier offense. Those are the big things we'll be watching. We are going to have plenty of people on to talk IU and talk Iowa this week. Uh, We are going to look at some betting lines early in the week. We'll do it again on Friday, Uh, but some betting lines to keep an eye on early in the week, and then we will uh, recap this wild IU-Notre Dame men's soccer game to kick off the season here in the final segment. Did you know Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites, whether it's coconut, cherry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everybody, and if you don't know what you want, you're indecisive, order the mix box. You'll get two of each. Uh, There's some raspberry they'll throw in there, peanut butter brownie. There's lots of things that they're going to be throwing your way. Not only, though, are they delicious, they are nutritious as well. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Uh, Order today so you guys can get that raspberry, that mint brownie, whatever it is you guys like. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. We mentioned betting. And the betting lines we're going to look at here in a minute, it's that time of year again where the football teams are taking the field. Uh, so head on over to betonline.ag for all of your sports gambling needs. Get all the updated odds, props, contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. You can head to the website or use your mobile app device to sign up today Receive your 100% welcome bonus with Locked On, or you can be sure to take advantage of the opening day super promo for the NFL season where you can make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Bucks and Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using promo code NFL100. Lots of promo codes for you guys to use depending on what you plan to bet on. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're going to use bet online for our final segment today uh, to talk about the lines and whatnot for Indiana, Iowa. We've kind of monitored them throughout the season uh, or preseason, I should say. It's dropped a little bit. So Indiana is plus three right now heading into this game. Uh, If there's going to be movement, we will probably see a bit of it now that it is game week. They are plus 140 to win the game outright, depending on how strong you feel. 
Over-under set at 46. We mentioned this was two pretty explosive offenses last season. So depending on how quickly you think that they will be able to hit the ground running, maybe you like the over there. If you're looking for some information for IU uh, betting-wise, they're 8-1 against the spread in their last nine games. They're 5-0 against the spread in their last five road games. Uh, The total has gone under in four of the last five games for IU. Now that being said... The total has gone over in nine of the last 11 games versus Iowa. If you're wanting to look at kind of the specifics, those unders hit in the Ole Miss and Wisconsin games when IU uh, did not have Michael Penix. We only had him for about half of that Maryland game. Uh, So that all makes sense as to why the under hit. I would imagine the one game it did not hit in that span was the 35-42 loss to Ohio State, but then you're looking at a 24-0 win over Michigan State. So depending on how you feel there, uh, with Penix, this team generally hits the over, and that is a reoccurring trend against Iowa over the last 11 games. Uh, So we will monitor those lines, see if anything changes this week heading into IU's opener. Now, we spent Friday's pod, obviously, talking about IU men's soccer. If you guys did not get a chance to listen to it, go head over after this. But boy, did you miss quite the game on Friday night. Uh, We talked to Tristan Jackson, IDS sports editor and men's soccer beat writer, about this game, this team, and boy, did they live up to uh, some expectations. Now, IU won the game 3-2 in overtime. We'll get to that in a minute. The biggest talking point right now is that the arguably the best player in the country, certainly IU's best player, Victor Bezerra, was injured. He played through the first half. He, he got uh, taken down a foul early on, played through it, did not start the second half, came on after about 10 minutes or so with a pretty big brace on his right knee, only lasted a few minutes and was down in pain, uh, walked off the field, limped off the field, and did not return. Hasn't been any updates as to his status. So IU played about half this game without the country's best player. They're coming up against a Notre Dame team, which was not ranked, uh, but it was on the road. Hoosiers opening on the road. Boy, was it a dandy. So Notre Dame struck first with a 10th minute goal uh, past Roman Celentano, one of the All-Americans for the Hoosiers. Leveled the score in the 34th minute. We talked about Tommy Mahalik and as a freshman, whether he could make an impact. Boy, did he on uh, Friday. Levels the score. Now, second half, Hoosiers got a little sloppy in the box and couldn't clear their lines. Give up a second goal to Notre Dame in the 57th minute. Dawson McCartney had both of their goals. For the Irish and really they controlled a lot of the second half the Hoosiers for long stretches of that game really miss Bezerra um, but that being said one of the other freshmen we talked about was Samuel Sarver late late into the game 87th minute he goes down or he uh, excuse me draws a penalty in the box on a handball from Notre Dame Mahalik steps up Penalty is saved. He taps in the rebounder in the 87th minute to equalize it. Now in soccer, uh, in the non-conference games, you go to overtime 
or excuse me, the non-tournament games, you go to overtime, you play two overtime sessions with golden goal, which means if a team scores, game's over, walk off. Hoosiers really controlled the extra session, momentum entirely on their side, and then Ben Yeagley, coach's son, junior midfielder, an absolute rocket, left-footed, top of the box, smashes it in, Hoosiers walk-off winners, as soon as you guys are done with this, go look up that goal. It was a hell of a goal. Uh, the Hoosiers dogpiled afterwards. There were pictures of it. Todd Yegley ended up underneath the dogpile. It was wild scenes. A wild, wild way to start off the season for the Hoosiers. They will be back in action against Butler on Tuesday. So another opportunity for everyone to tune into one of the top teams in the nation. I strongly recommend going to a game if you haven't before. Armstrong, Bill Armstrong Stadium is a ton of fun. So uh, head on over there if you haven't already. This is a fun team. Uh, follow them this season. I'm strongly encouraging you. You will not regret it. That will wrap it up for today. As I mentioned, tomorrow we will have a guest to talk IU football, potentially breaking down and looking at the IU too deep heading into the first week if that is out. If not, we will find plenty to talk about. Uh, later in the week, we're looking to have Locked On Hawkeyes to do a crossover show to talk a little bit more in depth about Iowa. Ton of stuff to talk about this week. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Locked On Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. While you're there, head on over to Locked On Bets with the new uh, host, your boy Q and Lee Sterling. You'll get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets podcast wherever you guys get your podcast. Brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Exciting week, guys. I hope you're ready for it. For now, have a great Monday and L-E-O.